morning. I'm Lisa Lung, and this is Under the Covers, a program that reviews for you the week's events and how they are reported on major Chinese language press and online media. We will also share with you some of the issues that have been viralized in social media this past week. Joining us this week are two guests: uh, C.K. Lau, who's a veteran journalist and who teaches at Hong Kong Baptist University. Hi. Hi, and Simon Lee, who's from Next Media and Hong Kong Standard. Morning, Simon. Hi. Now this week, all eyes must have been on the Let's Go voting on the electoral reform. So it's not really surprising that the media has been filled with news、uh, in the run-up of this、uh, voting, from the discovery of the explosives early in the week to the multiple open opinion polls. So、uh, when the voting seems all too predictable, things took quite a dramatic turn on Thursday、um, at the voting inside the Lechko, not quite outside Lechko. So with all these juicy bits, um, um, the press will be plunging in、um, to try to cover as much as they can. So what do you think?、Uh, do you think it's all too predictable? What the how the news were covered, or is there any?、Uh, You know, new insights to it,、um, CK. Well, I, I think、uh, when、well, I glance at the、uh, front pages of the major news media,、uh, actually, personally, I think it's a bit unfortunate that、uh, well, yesterday, as we all know, the pro-establishment、uh, legislators, many of them, staged a walkout just minutes before the the vote, and so, and of course, I mean, they they try to wait for legislator La Wangfan. Uh, eventually, I think the vote、uh, went out without them,、mm-hmm. and the results were very, very I mean, uh, 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 unexpected in terms of the 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 the, the number of people、uh, who voted. Right, so almost every newspaper, right, had to take, I mean, that、uh, into account that incident, and so most of the major newspaper they use either is a.、Um, A blunder.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they they use several terms.、Right? One is、uh, literally mean meaning losing a wheel. Yeah. Right. Or <laughs> they they say、uh, it's by wrong. That means、uh, sort of make a mistake.、Um, and the third term that they use was what is that?、Um, Anyway, I remember to do so. I mean, I don't have all the papers in front、mm-hmm. of me.、Right? Or you can say blunder, right? Uh, what, some of the what, what, what I what I was going to say is that. It would have been more revealing、uh-huh. of the editorial positions of different newspapers if、mm. that farcical development didn't occur. Yeah, and the newspaper would would have to, I mean, in the headlines or in the way that report, right, would have to sort of really show their stance、mm-hmm. in terms of how they portray、okay. the defeat of、mm. the government's proposal. Now let's focus on the using of the word、um, blunder. Is it a blunder or is it just a, a silly mistake or is it just a blooper? I mean, I would think that you know this using of the word like you know, make, making silly mistakes as a way to actually、uh, slightly play down you know the the mistakes that's caused by the pro-establishment. Do you think, Simon?、Um, well, let's face it.、Um, I think before before Thursday, everyone kind of.、Uh, um, The, the、uh, expected the result,、mm. and、um, I think a lot of editorial management had already、uh, decided that they want to put the blame on the pro-democratic camp.、Mm-hmm. And the most unfortunate part of the whole drama <laughs> was the you know the dramatic walkout. Shall I say it? 
that you know they. I think from from the eyes of all these editors and chief editors, that uh, it blunder mm. to them because okay. well now I cannot put the blame on the pro Democrats and what could we do that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the Apple Daily, of course, you know, as we all know, uh, the, the headlines is like utter defeat, tragic defeat of the electoral reform. Whereas, of course, some of the more pro-establishment uh, press will be like saying, uh, calling uh, the uh, pandemocrats as um, a, a serious, you know, political responsibility. They have to be revenged by, you know, in the next election. You know, um, everything's uh, kind of predicted, right? Or for the, you know. Uh, for both camps, isn't it? And Or even do you for see the mi- any yeah, fresh and, insights? And for the middle of the road, um, there are a few, like Ming Pao, um, even I, I read from uh, Economic Journal, they're calling for, like, let's move forward and think about the next step, when mm-hmm. to, re- you know, reconvene the whole process and we shall not just stop here. There will mm. be another... Round of consultation, just we don't know when that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and and it's quite clear and and quite predictable in a way that you have the pro-establishment camp and supporting the pro-establishments want to put the blame on the pro-democrats, mm-hmm. and on the other hand, you yeah. have Apple Daily <laughs> uh-huh. putting you know taking this as a victory. But mm. um, but I think the majority of Hong Kong people will say, oh. Now, uh, what's next? And people do want to look forward to um, the n- next things going to happen. I think of, it's quite obvious. Like you know, the question is like, okay, you know, it's 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 good. You know, like to put put that aside. But what's next? Now, looking at some of the commentaries that you know Chinese language press are, have been doing, um, do you think they offer any sort of fresh approach to it, or um, you know, do all the commentaries just fall into this same kind of consensus? Like, oh, it's time for all parties to come together to converge to try to break. Uh, Established breakthrough. What do you think about the commentaries made by the Chinese press? I think uh, most of them do try to sort of ask the readers to sort of look beyond the divide mm-hmm. because it's now it's time for reconciliation. Of course, I mean it's not 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 possible. I think mm-hmm. uh, politically for the Democrats to be uh, on very good terms with uh, the government or uh, Beijing. But if you think over the, about the long-term interests of Hong Kong. Somehow, um, we have to sort of look forward and see what could be done. Mm. Now, one other thing that I wanted to sort of mention is that I mean, the, I think the really the, the, the paper that really uh, stick their stance very clearly is the Ta Kung Pao, the left wing paper. It actually described Democrats as a sinner of a thousand years. It's right. the same term that uh, the left wing papers uh, used to describe uh, Chris Patton twenty years ago. <laughs> But that's uh, not too surprising, isn't it? Like no. um, Ta Kung Po is famous for you know using really strong words, you know, uh, and pointing fingers, of course, at at uh, various people. Ta Kung Po on Friday uh, was quick to mention the economic consequences of this uh, voting down of the electoral reforms, uh, but it's quite a slap on their face because you know the share prices actually went up. Um, well, it happened a few times. So, um, if we recall at the beginning of the umbrella movement, um, you know, Francis Loy from UST made that prediction that wow, if uh, the Occupy Central uh, did 
um, happen, that would be a that would be a disaster for Hong Kong stock markets. But then the, <laughs> at the end, it's exactly the opposite. Um, well, but I don't think the the the, the readers of uh, Taikung Pao mm. would really associate. Uh, you know, really short-term uh, stock market performance to what happened in the electrical. They might, you know, at the end of the day, six months down the road, the year down the road, if something happened, they can still call, you know, to put the blame on uh, what the pro-democrats did um, this week about mm-hmm. the constitutional reform. They can say, look at that. And it was exactly because of the the pro-democrats, um, you know, uh, disappointing uh, Beijing. So now we had to suffer these consequences. And I think um, people's opinions are formed already, especially by the the, the different uh, newspaper that they chose to read. Mm-hmm. But I, that's, that's what bothers me in a sense because, you know, everything is just so predictable, isn't it? Like, you know, if, if it's, uh, you know, pro-establishment price, you know what sort of angle they're going to take. Are they going to talk about, you know, let's move forward. And then uh, now they are using, you know, they're actually taking over this uh, uh, word uh, democracy too. You know, they're saying that it's the pandems who are actually stalling, you know, the, the uh, democratization process. Uh, but isn't it all very too predictable? You know, uh, what um, the, bo- the two camps, you know, have been taking on. Um, so what, what does the mainstream press uh, uh, has to offer? You know, do they actually all, um, offer some new uh, insights, you know, to public opinion or do they not? Is it just, you know, sort of repeating, you know, whatever stance, you know, because everyone expected, you know, what they are saying? Or shall I put it this way? Um, uh, when you say it's too predictable and you, we can look at it from the other way, other angle, that is uh, the newspaper industry as as already becoming um, not competing for bigger share of mm-hmm. their readers, they the market is stagnated, and all they are doing is to protect uh, their own market share mm-hmm. as it now. So they do the most predictable thing and as their readers expected, and um, um, I can see that uh, even in the pro-democratic newspaper like Apple Daily or the middle of the road, uh, mm. Ming Pao and Economic Journal. Now it's like the newspaper following the public opinion rather than forming the public opinion. Mm, do you agree, CK? Well, I think the you can, I mean, I would rather sort of tackle your, 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 your question from the other point of view. I mean, what could you do to be different? Mm. Right, I I would have thought. I think uh, this was sort of, I mean, try to look at that. But I mean, as I said, right? I, I think if you look at what happened on Thursday, right? Um, things got to, I think, uh, develop in a really unexpected manner, right? Two minutes before the vote, I mean. A large number of pro-establishment who walk we, out. We may we may have to thank them. For <laughs> yeah. So 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 you you actually limited right? I mean that development limited the choice mm. of um, angles mm. that that the various papers could have taken, mm. right? And and don't forget that when you say that okay, it's all very predictable. Mm. Sometimes I think uh, 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 well, this is a major incident. I mean, uh, what other angles 
could any of the media have taken to shock their readers? I'm not too sure. <laughs> because whatever you say, right, all these newspapers, they try to, and, and, and I mean, as a journalism teacher, I want them to abide by the code of ethics. Mm. Which is that, okay, you may, your paper may have an editorial position, but please express that in your editorials. When you are presenting a story, presenting what happened, you should, by and large, basically be factual and fair and balanced. What we have been seeing in the major newspapers in Hong Kong is that quite a number of them are not fair in their coverage. They highlight the angles, I mean, that they like, right, that accord with their own editorial position. Mm. I hope all the newspapers in Hong Kong mm. will stop doing that. In presenting the story, try to be factual. You still have an angle, and that angle may or may not sort of reflect your uh, editorial position. But by and large, let's all strive to be fair and balanced. Because otherwise, we are going to uh, practically uh, abandoning our sense of what's right and wrong. Do you think it's practicable, Simon? Uh, Given like uh, now, of course, we are infused by social media and then independent online media who tends to, you know, go even more radically one side or the other, right? And I think what CK uh, mentioned just now has uh, has um, somewhat uh, be changed by the rule of the game on social media when this what we call social media editors. What they want to do is to get the most number of likes instead of the most number of views because you cannot see the views. You you want people to like your article. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to get the likes, you have to take a stand. And um, I, I find it quite interesting because personally, I am a writer and I should be writing about opinions. But on Wednesday, actually, I wrote on my Facebook uh, because my opinion was um, I feel so tired by all these things about political reform. Can we talk about something else? That's what I asked my, my readers. And then they, they, they suggested I write about football and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I said, like, OK, yeah, let me think about that. On the contrary, um, I try to be as a as an opinion writer to be as fair and you know independent no, no, as no, possible. Wait, wait, no, 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 let me finish. But then my colleagues doing the doing the the, the news reporting, uh, they are passionately <laughs> expressing their opinion uh, by you know uh, doing whatever they they want to do. Uh, well, that's what I, I I've been. Um, you know, experiencing in the past few days. Is that exactly the the, the problem? Because the, and nowadays, days, you know, there are just opinion and not facts, right? No, no. What, what I'm saying, okay, um, I'm just trying to 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 state the sort of old school, right? When you are reporting a story, reporting what happened, you try to be factual and fair and balanced. When you're writing your column, no, you got to be opinionated. No, I know because people want to read your opinion. Okay. Right? I've been what I'm trying to say is, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying that I'm not opinionated, but I try to be fair. That, that's sure, different, of though. course. You know, sometimes there are merits in the opposition, and I, I try. But whenever I try to do that, my readers will will come to me and say, "No, no, 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 you should." just stand on the right side. But I say, look, there may not be a right side until we are in history. We have to wait to see. Sometimes Mm. it's too soon to call. I I think you should go further. You should educate your readers. That's the wrong way of seeing things. I mean, the danger that we now, I mean, uh, 
getting into is um, we try to selectively read opinions or so-called reports that fit into our own value system. And that is very dangerous. I think uh, we should always sort of keep our minds open. When you read a column, and you know this is an opinion column, right? But the opinion writer should also be fair and objective in presenting the facts instead of sort of tracing the facts to suit one's opinion. I mean, that's the dangerous development that we're getting into. Mm. Now, the other question I want um, to, to, to discuss is that how much more information can mainstream media provide? Because in, nowadays in the social media e- um, era, um, you know, lots of the real life footage gets, you know, um, gets uh, to appear on social media like first thing. And then it gets looped and looped and circulated, you know, before the mainstream press can jump in because it will be a day later. Right. So my question is, you know, how much more information can, you know, mainstream media, you know, give? Right. I, I I'm just finding, you know, um, it's um, funny that, you know, there's not much of a, you know, in-depth kind of um, uh, information provided on mainstream press or more investigative, you know, uh, side of things or even follow ups, you know, to to events. Um, yeah. What do you think? Well, I think social media, uh, I mean, it's part of daily life now. I think what the mainstream media should try to do is um, first ask questions whether the the video or the I mean uh, uh, written uh, reports uh, have been fairly edited and presented. Uh, that's the first thing. I think it's a it's a matter of verification, mm-hmm. right? A lot of things are circulated on social media, but we all know that occasionally. I mean, okay. there are fakes. Mm. Right, there are. I mean, uh, uh, unfair portrayal of certain developments. I mean, as you all know, depending on the camera angle, mm-hmm. the tone of the uh, the scene. I mean, the color. I mean, adjustment. Um, I mean, you get a different message, right? So, I think the mainstream media should, as far as possible, stick to the code of press ethics. I'm not saying that you should not have a position, right? You, should, you have a position, it's fine. But let people know that you have a position. But even when you have a position, right, when you're presenting a development, try to be factual and frame possible. Mm-hmm. That um, actually, of course, you nowadays with the social media going on, there's a lot of viralization going on too, uh, and that's not really about facts. It's about a lot of creativity, especially because of uh, yes, uh, the uh, Thursday's voting. Um, there's a lot of these uh, uh, creative videos yes. uh, that uh, basically made fun of. Uh, our Lama uncle Lamonfad, and with this uh, um, uh, video called "Wait for Lamonfad" or "Wait for Uncle Lao," being so viralized, right? So these are the things that attract younger uh, viewers and younger readers, right? So um, um, how do mainstream media face up to that sort of uh, competition? Uh, from what I see, uh, mainstream media had a role to play. Uh, one of the most viral of all these videos were was produced by Apple Daily. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but actually, they were kind of the first one to come up with that idea. And then many people do uh, follow up on that. Um, I, I, I think um, we should not um, underestimate the power of traditional media company mm. in the social media world because at the end of the day, you need someone to create the content. 
to come up with these ideas. Uh, but I I I find uh, videos being one of the most viral, uh, you know, weapon of mass, you know, <laughs> of, <laughs> obstruction, not destruction, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, confusion. Uh, actually uh, has been used more and more these days and um, I think we uh, at the end of the day the media has to um, think about their own reputation as CK says you know um, if you are doing all these things uh, you may lose your credibility um, mm-hmm. do you want to be seen as an entertainment company or a news company that's the question mm. um, I I certainly have no problem with uh, media organization positioning themselves uh, as entertainment company. We all have fictions in life, you know, Mm. uh, but make it clear. Now, moving on from the electoral reforms, we turn to soccer. I guess nothing is too far away from politics, isn't it? Especially when this week um, Hong Kong soccer becomes in the limelight. Um, uh, not so much about the victory that the Hong Kong team scored, but about the fans booing at you know the national anthem. So what do you think uh, has been covered on the Hong Kong press? Well, uh, I, as far as I know, I think uh, some uh, soccer fans from Hong Kong, they boo, I think, when a national anthem was played. Uh, of course, I, I don't think that's a very good de- development. I'm just worrying uh, that uh, uh, comes uh, next time, I think, in the, 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 the second leg of the match, right, it's going to be played in Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wonder whether any Hong Kong um, fans would be crossing the border, I think, to see the match. And what they might do. <laughs> well, uh, that's all for anticipation. But um, it's surprising that um, not too many uh, newspapers covered that. And uh, even when TVB uh, reported on the news, um, talking about the score, uh, uh, nothing was mentioned about that particular scenario when mm. the fans boo at the national anthem and. Um, they covered only the positive, you know, Hong Kong teams scored uh, so much and so much against. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I have a feeling that uh, uh, um, a lot of editorial management are trying to play mm. it down. Uh, they don't want to. They don't want more people to join it. I don't know, uh, or they are Possible. just trying to play it down. Mm. Yeah. Because at the end, there's a small number of people doing that. Of course, it's indicative of the feelings of, mm. I mean, probably some young people. Okay, and and uh, they don't want it to add up to the incitement for more sort of um, Sino-Hong Kong conflict. Yeah, and when that's the question up. I have for CK, maybe a short one. Um, it's factual, you know, they play, they, they, the soccer match played and uh, they reported the facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a stance, you know, they're trying to play it down. Does it fit into the code of ethics then? Well, I think it's, it's fair for, I mean, uh, the things should be reported if it happened. It's a matter of how big you play it, right? Do you put a, a page one a splash or do you put it an inside page? That's a judgment call. Mm. 
Right. I think it should be reported because it actually happened. Right. Okay. And and another thing that happened this week was, of course, um, the passing of once once uh, football legend Wu Kok Hong, and I think that's uh, uh, not much covered on the Hong Kong press too, surprisingly. And a lot of people are actually talking about that on the social media. I saw on my Facebook page at least uh, like twenty different posts talking about Wu Kok Hong. Uh, well, I've, I've, I, there, there were a few um, newspapers trying mm. to uh, had a page about Wu Kong, but uh, it seems that's it and nothing more. Mm. Well, I suppose you know that's uh, uh, Wu Kong is part of our collective memory. I suppose so. I think it's better off, you know, for the netizens and the general public to. Um, uh, to remember him and, and uh, less so on the press. And I don't know if it's because of a lot of uh, younger people are now working in the newsroom that they don't know the history well enough. Uh-huh. Well, on that note, that wraps up this week's edition of Under the Covers. Thanks again, Simon and CK, for joining us. And thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions or comments for our, on our program, don't forget to email us on radio3 at rthk.hk. Have a good weekend. 